listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast with your host, Timothy Lambert-Monk. Welcome in. Welcome in, one and all. This is Full 10 Yards Podcast. Lovely to have you with us. Thanks so much for joining. I hope you're all well. Today, we have a great show in front of us uh, with Lee Wakefield. Bit of a long one, I'm going to warn you now, it's, it's, it's well over an hour, so buckle in and hold on tight. I also apologise if there's a, a slight sound issue with there, um, slight technical issue during during this, this in, interview with Lee. We're, we are going to be looking at the 2018 season, because it's never too early to look ahead. Going to be looking at all the divisions, going to be looking at the betting there, and like I say, if you are a gambler and you want to talk about maybe something different, maybe uh, uh, you want to talk about regular season wins, or you want to talk about... Anything in the world of gambling, get in touch with us at full 10 yards or full 10 yards at gmail.com. But yep, we're going to be looking at uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, MVP, Coach of the Year, and all of those end of season types types of awards, uh, as well as the divisional betting. And we'll also look at some AFC and Super Bowl outright prices as well. Joined by Lee Wakefield, of course, a good friend of the show. We'll be having two podcasts with him this week, a bit later on in the week. We're going to be doing. More fantasy-related stuff. We're going to be doing first-round busts. Yeah, so we're going to be looking at people that could bust in the first rounds of, of the upcoming drafts or people, players that you're going to be drafting in the first round and just give you a bit of word of warning for those. But also we're going to be looking at the later rounds as well. Those players that, you know, 13, 14, 15 round dark throws that could could potentially turn into the Alvin Kamara's of certainly last year. So I hope you can stay tuned for that. But for today, like I say, we're going to get straight into it because I don't really want to take too much time um, of, of your day. But before we do, if anyone is a Madden player out there, they have an Xbox One, want to have a game, I'm quite intrigued to to play some people. I don't really play uh, much Madden online. I play a lot of the solo challenges type stuff. But if you are a Madden player, play online, Xbox, get in touch with us. We'd love to have a have a little game um, just just to kind of take away the time from, from the off-season. Obviously, you've got World Cup as well. England are... Looking very good, looking very very good going into the, their game with Belgium. Be interested to see how that one that one plays out. I actually have Belgium in the sweepstakes for one of my uh, fantasy football leagues, so a bit of investment in that one. Also, if you are not following us on Twitter or Instagram at Full Turn Yards, we are doing the first 500 uh, followers. We'll be put into a prize draw for an NFL jersey. I think we are still in the mid hundreds there, so we we'll try and get that up. So if there's any any people out there that you know think would like the podcast, get them get them to, to give us just to give us a little follow. Um, have made a bit of an effort to do the the social media, especially on Instagram and Twitter over the last week or so. We'll continue to do so over the summer as well. Um, but don't really have much to say. Uh, like I say, this is quite a long podcast as well, so don't blame you if you you cut off a bit of the way through. But and again. Bear with uh, some of the, the sound issues that you may experience on there. But I uh, hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you on the other side. Okay, it's time to preview the 2018 season. We're going to be joined by Lee Wakefield, who joins us online. We're going to be looking at the uh, NFL Divisional uh, betting. We're going to be looking at some of the end-of-season uh, awards, just to have a bit of a change-up from the Mighty My Thoughts segments, which will return in due course. But this week... Uh, both today and Thursday, Lee's going to join us, and we're going to look at uh, certainly a bit more fo- more forward thinking uh, in the season in general. Today we're going to be focusing on NFL, more focused, more centric type stuff, and then Thursday we're going to be looking at more fantasy 
NFL fantasy seasons and, and stuff for 2018. But back for today, Lee, are you looking forward to this one? Yeah, every once in a while, Yes, we are good, mate. Yeah, it's good to have a, a familiar, a familiar voice back on the line. Um, yeah, it's nice to take a little break from the my team, my thoughts segment. As, as much as it's been, you know, good to talk about certain certain teams. Sometimes it's nice to look at look at things in general, look at things in a whole, and and look at things that kind of intrigue us going into next season, even if it is only you know the middle of June, end of June now. Um, yeah, no, certainly a couple of things to to get our teeth into. So let's go for let's go for divisional first. Um, so do you, want, do you want to go for teams that have intrigued you, or do you want to go for the straight straight divisions? But, but let's talk about intriguing things first, and maybe it'll, it'll uh, lead into maybe a few division winners in passing. Yeah, okay, let's do that. And okay, so what what teams? I think, from what I understand, you've got one one AFC and one F- NFC team that you you're quite intrigued by. So do you want to get do you want to divulge to the listeners who they are? Yeah, that's right. Um, so I've got so we're going to start with the, uh, the NFC. So well, um, to start with in Los Angeles with the Rams, really, they've had a really interesting off season. Just the way they've gone about things. And the way they kind of like created it, it's almost an all-star defense, I'd say. You know, they made a lot of moves, they've been brought in over a lot of names. Kind of reminds me of um, whether the Eagles tried to put together a bit of a dream team a few years ago. Yeah. I know that didn't work very well. Yeah. But uh, it just reminds me of that a little bit, so I think that's been really interesting. Um, you know, on their uh, team, they've already got some great players and uh, some great coaches as well. You know, Sean McVay now in year number two, Jared Goff uh, working with McVay for the second year. They've got a really interesting that offense there and, and um, under the offensive scheme. Obviously, they've got um, Aaron Donald, who's one of my favorite players, uh, and who I would actually rate as probably the best non-quarterback in the league, actually. So yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably get you there. Uh, so yeah, um, across town, um, neighbors and uh, future landlords of my team, Chargers, I uh, think they're going to be really going into next year. Such a such a homer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like you say, that. Yeah, charges. Um, the charges are interesting in the sense that I think I think they're primed. I mean, I, I think we were saying the same things going into last season, but I think I think they're fully primed to make a, a deep playoff run this year. Obviously, missing the playoffs last year would, would have been a, would have been a blow. The Hunter Henry injury's not really done them too many favors, but I still think that there's enough there. There's enough there. Anthony Anthony Lynn, obviously, he's he's, he's there for another. He's come back for another year. There's a lot of question marks over the other three teams in the division as well, so I do think it, it's kind of Los Angeles to lose. Uh, just to give a rundown of, of um, yeah, some other teams that I looked at in the AFC for intriguing teams, obviously Cleveland. You know, it's hard to, it's hard not to to see the what, what's happening in Cleveland, both in the draft and free agency, and just the overhaul there that, that's, that's taken place in, in that team and. Certainly being the hard knocks team this year as well, it'll be quite interesting to see their their journey this year and, and what they can achieve. You know, I think there's a there's a whole host of range of outcomes. Um, hopefully not zero and sixteen again uh, this, this season because you know it, it, it would just I don't think many more stranger things would have happened if, if Cleveland go no, uh, zero uh, one one and forty eight in the last uh, one and forty seven in the last three seasons. That that would be absolutely ludicrous. But um, yeah, I think I think Cleveland Cleveland's uh, are certainly a team that everyone. Kind of the, like the, the darlings this year, I think, with all the, the changes there and obviously the underdog stories that, that are quite prevalent in this day and age in sports. I think quite a lot of people would love to see them get, at least get a 500 record and push for a playoff place. Yeah, I think so. I think that's really realistic to believe it's gone. I think um, they've moved away from the money ball uh, kind of way of going things. They've got more traditional GM and John Dorsey. Um, they've gone out, they've had a really good draft in my opinion, um, which we've discussed in previous shows. 
And I just think they're getting back to be a normal team now. And I think, uh, yeah, the hoodoo's got to be lifted, um, you know, in the in the uh, you know the short term. I think I think they're going to have a pretty decent team. I think, like you say, five hundred or maybe nine and seven is pretty realistic uh, record. Yeah. Um, can I just mention one more from the AFC? Yeah, of course, can. Uh, so I think um, the Tennessee Titans are going to have a really good uh, season as well, actually. So they were they were a little bit boring uh, in the past few years. Uh, you know, a few years ago, you might not have even been able to name five players on their roster. But I think um, you know now they've got John Robinson and now they've hired a new coach, Mike Rabel, who's in the Belichick you know coaching tree. So I think they're going to be really good now. John Robinson's been doing some great work in the draft and in recruitment. Certainly, yeah, Tennessee, uh, another one I, I had down, and like I say, all the changes there, similar to, to Cleveland. I'm not, not sure, I'm not sure so much the, how the backfield's going to play out, but like I say, yeah, there's, I think there's enough, there's a good blend there of, of youth and veterans. Also, I think Delaney Walker's there, and Rashad Matthews have been there for, for a number of years, but you've also you know, got Corey Davis, who was hurt all of last year, pretty much, and, and, and obviously went off in the, the playoff game against Kansas City. He he should should step up and maybe take the baton over there. Baton over there after you know Decker's gone. Rashad Matthews isn't isn't getting any younger, so hopefully I'm I'm looking to Corey Davis to step up. But like I say, you know Dion Lewis is there. You've you've got an offensive mind there now that is is not the not maybe not as predictable. But they they also now have a, a defense that should hopefully support that offense. And you know hopefully we can also see Marcus Mario to do more of what he's capable of because I think he was he was quite restricted last year in, in that coaching regime. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, just as a bit of a link between the two teams that I've uh, selected there to the my being teams with the Rams and Titans, um, the Titans now have got Matt LaFleur as their defensive coordinator. Yep, correct. The defensive coordinator of the Rams last year. Yep. And we know how much success they had on offense last year and we played on the floor. So, uh, yeah, no reason to um, look out for the Titans, I believe. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I backed Tennessee last year. I mean, I made the shipping of uh, stupid mistake of also doing Oakland, but um, won't be, I won't be making that mistake again. But yeah, no, Tennessee were, were a team I had quite quite a bit of money on for the for the AFC. And I was actually surprised that they got to where they got to in the, in the playoffs. And yeah, I'm hoping for, I think certainly the odds, and say we'll come to that a bit later in, in, in when we look at the divisions. But yeah, no, certainly Tennessee were, were kind of a standout pick for me in, in the AFC. In what is quite, you know, Compared compared to the NFC, is quite a weak, a weak conference, I suppose. And I think, like I say, this year, this year, last year, you know, next couple of years, the the Patriots are always going to be favourites and going to give you good value elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's all it's all coming to the end, really. In the AFC, it's 
certain teams. So obviously you've got Brady who's going to retire relatively soon, in the next few years. Um, it's going to be obviously the other perennial, you know, AFC Championship to bowl uh, candidates in the AFC. You know, Roethlisberger is going to go in the next few years. And then, you know, it's all a little bit of a mixture up, and up after those two. You know, you've got Jackson Wolf can come in, Charles Wolf can come in, also the Tigers can come in. Uh, you know, uh, it's just a, a bit of a pack, and there's got to be someone who's got to emerge from that. And, uh, uh, you know, the Patriots and Steelers can't last forever, especially you know, given their quarterback situation. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it just, it's just fun to remind me. It's um it, it springs so it reminds me of you know like if you've got like some really wealthy grandparents and like I'm, I'm I'm relating this to New England and Pittsburgh you're kind of just waiting for them to die so that everyone else gets a kind of payout so you've got all like all the grand all, all the grandkids and all the people connected with those those people that are wealthy and on on death row you just wait for them to die so that everyone else can kind of kind of reap the benefits. Yeah, it's kind of fun that. Analogy, but yeah, <laughs> I live, I live, I live in, I live in a dark place. Yeah, yeah. No, I live, I live, I live in a dark place. So the no more needs, no more needs to be said about that. But yeah, just going on that NFC, my NFC team that I kind of look at. For me, from a, from an NFL standpoint, not necessarily so much betting, but Tampa Bay. I think again, they were a team that were quite, were quite high on last year, so last season. So maybe it's just a case I'm trying to chase my losses in, in a sense that. I know I fancied them last year, it didn't quite work out. But Tampa Bay, now looking at looking at last season, obviously everyone seems to forget that week one you had that hurricane disrupting and postponing their game uh, against Miami, which was obviously moved to the week nine by. So they actually played obviously you know, sixteen games in a row. Uh, James Winston was a was a bit banged up from with a shoulder injury. Uh, but he actually performed quite admirably in the last couple of games, put up quite a lot of yardage. Um, it maybe if you know if the touchdowns weren't weren't quite there, I think they've sorted out their defense now. You know you've got that 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 defensive line is quite scary if you look at the personnel on there. And Absolutely. yeah, and I, I just think I just think he'll will click a lot more on offense this year. I don't think James Winston will be asked to do too too many asked to, to do too many heroics. But and also you know there's a stat out there that they they played 82 snaps whilst in front last season. That's 82 snaps out of like nearly a, a thousand. You know so. That's the equivalent of like two games. So the equivalent of two games where they were actually in fronting games last season. So they were playing from behind a lot, and I think that kind of skews how how well they performed last season on top of all the other factors there. Wow, that is that's kind of a ridiculous stat. Yeah. Eighty-two snaps. Yeah. Incredible, really. Yeah. But it shows that they shows that yeah they got behind and couldn't uh, get back ahead. Yeah. What do you think of maybe this time last year? Like Tampa Bay were a really like popular pick. Yeah. They were really trendy. Uh, a big high train for them to you know come out and uh, go deep into the playoffs. So yeah, it, it could be probably just be twelve months later. Yeah, and I think certainly the, the offense they just sort of touch on those. Obviously, Deshaun Jackson just missed out on on a few big plays, and you know another season with James Winston will can you know a couple of those passes might hit this year. Chris Godwin uh, is, is shown up glowingly in, in camp. You get second season of OJ Howard, uh, somebody signed obviously Cameron Bray, and I, th- I think obviously Doug Martin's now gone. I don't think he quite hit the grounds last season, and um, you know Ronald Jones in, in the draft hopefully can can take over the backfield there, but he's obviously going to fight out. Payne Palmer had a had a decent end to last season. I, d- I just think there's quite a lot of ingredients there at Tampa Bay that is quite intriguing, quite a lot of storylines going into next season. I think they're a team, in, especially the division they're in, you know, the NFC South is. is Notoriously a tough division there in in recent times. Um, it's just a, a team that I'm quite excited to watch. Yeah, they're, de- they're definitely 
all going to take wins off each other yeah. um, in that division. It is, like you say, quite a close call, and there's a lot of good teams and there's lots of players playing in that division. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that came out quite recently, though, is this uh, looming in the uh, possible suspension for James Winston. Yeah. Um, yeah, look at this possible three game ban, but we'll see what comes out of that because Drill and Budget are starting. Yeah. I guess it, it's been talked about as being a possible you know, appeal process and sort of Zeke went through last year, so. Cool, yeah, no, it's just to just to run some more over some other some other kind of teams I, I kinda had that I considered for, for this kind of segment was uh, New York Giants, obviously is well documented obviously about Saquon Barkley, but you know, new head coach Matt Shermer. They they were kind of a team that that be, could be quite interesting and maybe have on their odds. Uh, obviously, we'll come to those those shortly. Uh, Minnesota, obviously, one of the biggest storylines of the offseason. Kirk Cousins moving over quarterback. Um, yeah, Chicago, uh, we're, we're another team. Obviously, they have another massive overhaul as well. So they, I think, they were second to the Tampa Bay, and my kind of the two teams I'm looking out for this season. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Um, especially on the Giants, might touch on them a little bit later. But yeah, Giants possibly will look out for maybe yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at the divisions then. So let's start with the uh, AFC North. I know you you haven't got the answer in front of you, so I'll provide them for you because I'm such a great host. So yeah, AFC North, obviously Pittsburgh has, has kind of dominated that division for the last couple of years, which is uh, kind of illustrated by the one to three. Uh, odds given for them to repeat this year, but just to give you the other ones: Cleveland eleven to one, Baltimore nine to two, Cincinnati ten to one. What, what kind of, how do you how do you see the AFC North this season? Um, at the, like at the moment, there is just really one win, and the odds really reflect that. <laughs> but it's, it's going to be the Steelers again. They'll be looking to dominate that division. Um, there's you know, like we said, a little bit of optimism surrounding Cleveland Pats if they can get things together, uh, but they're, like, they're not going to uh, challenge for that division. No. And with the other two, they're a bit, a bit of a couple of forgotten franchises, really, in, in Baltimore and um, Cincinnati. Cincinnati, especially, since uh, they're a bit of a middle of the road. Uh, sorry to any Cincinnati people, <laughs> but I just think they're a bit meh, to be Yeah, I agree. Um, at Baltimore, maybe trying to snap out that, trying to you know do the quarterback transition to a much more exciting quarterback in Lamar Jackson. Um, so maybe like you're saying about the when the grandparents die and the Steelers maybe Lamar over there to uh, do the Ravens off and maybe get them to a couple of titles in that division. Yeah. Yeah, at the moment for 2018 uh, and next year it will be Steelers. I feel. Yeah, no, just a, a couple of points on the AFC North for me. Yeah, I mean Pittsburgh always the last couple of years have always been a team that have been really short. It's obviously not as short as uh, New England, which we'll come to. Uh, due course, but yeah, Pittsburgh have always been a, a team at a short price, but always make you sweat for it. They've never, they've never really done it easy. They've always, you know, that last season they've had weird, weird away losses when they lost to like Chicago in overtime, um, or they lost to obviously lost to Jacksonville, obviously who you know turned out obviously to be a good team. But you're, you're never comfortable back in a one to a one to three shot like Pittsburgh because of what you know the kind of volatility that you know, obviously Big Ben uh, kind of kind of fluttered around with. with uh, retirement last season as well, so it's, it's not a one to three shot you're ever happy back in. Um, but I certainly, I certainly agree with your Baltimore, Baltimore one. Obviously nine to two. Obviously they're, they're, they're seen as the main contenders. I don't think they'll get anywhere near them this year. But yeah, there's the certainly pieces in place there. Crabtree coming over, they didn't prove their wide receiver core. And be interesting to see at what point if you know if Joe Flacco maybe improves on last season. Anyway, it's not hard, hard to get worse. But you know, Lamar Jackson obviously looking over his shoulder. I think they're a team going in the right direction. Maybe not, maybe not this season. Yeah, definitely. Just to touch on the Steelers, such things which you said about Pittsburgh. Um, I think they're a team that's going to be 
that then they're making you sort of sweat for your money. I think it's because so they're a little bit of an imbalance team for me. So on the on the offensive side, there's some defense who's great quarterback, has been for many years. And then they've probably got the best wide receiver and the best running back in the league, which is great, which means they can put a lot of points and you know they're really explosive. Uh, they've also got more of the good players on that offense who have got quite a good offensive line, but you just make sure you people like that. Then if you flip it up to the other side of the ball, they've got real problems. Uh, and that's maybe where they sort of equal themselves out and make make the uh, make the fans sweat a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they they've not really got great pass rushers, um the secondary is pretty average best. Yeah. And Chase Chase obviously yeah. no not there this year. Sorry, say that again? Sorry, Chase obviously not there either this year. Yeah. I mean that's a big miss at the talisman in the in the centre of the front seven there. Yeah. But yeah, just and, and he's missing as well, so that could um yeah, it could mean that it was quite even more fun camp should be betting on the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, there'll certainly be one, you know, if you're doing your divisional rappers or you do maybe four or five Pittsburgh will be ones there just to tot it up a little bit. But yeah, again, just a word of warning to anyone that does that. Yeah, you're going to be running the risk that it's not going to be an easy ride for a one to three shot. So just uh, maybe think twice about doing that. So one, two, three, four then for the AFC North. Lee, uh, Lee what, do you, what do you fancy? Obviously, Pittsburgh first. How do you see the other three positions to play out? So what's just the order of the North? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know what, I'm going to go for Cleveland to finish uh, uh, second place, you know, maybe maybe hitting a 9-7 and seven or something like that. Um, I don't think the Bengals can do anything. They'll put it from the bottom of the division, I feel, and then uh, obviously the ball points third. Maybe yeah. a bit of quarterback change, maybe a bit of boost coming to Baltimore late in the season. Maybe we'll see a bit of Lamar Jackson after Joe Flacco farmers a little bit. Um, so, yeah, maybe that. Maybe let's go for that, yeah. So, I don't think the rest of the AFC is going to be... Uh, you know, it's going to be a bit more set in this way, so let's go, let's throw out a little bit of a jump fit. Yeah. Yeah, I've got exactly the same way, so we'll move on from that. I don't need to, don't need to expand on that. So let's go to let's go to the next easiest one to predict then. So let's go AFC East. Obviously, New England, they're, they're not going to make anyone rich. Um, 2, two to 13. Miami, 18 to 1. New York Jets, 16 to 1. Buffalo, 14 to 1. That's kind of, that's kind of all you need to know. The state of the AFC East. That really says it all. Yeah. And I don't know. Is there something that you want to put on the certainty? I suppose literally, if I could own a house, I'd probably put my house on on New England uh, win that division. Yeah. yeah. I think even if I think even if Brady got third, they would still win the division. I would say that. Yeah. So yeah. Obviously, yeah. You know, you're not gonna get. You're not gonna get rich, and it's boring. It's one and two for obviously New England winning the East, and yeah, six easy games, but um. Maybe, which team out of the three remaining do you think will provide the most, I'm not going to say competition, but yeah, who's going to, who's going to finish second? I mean, I'm probably going to go for Miami, to be fair. I mean, it, they're probably, or possibly, I, I wouldn't say probably, I'll go that far, but the three teams are possibly going to be picking quite high again next year. I'd yeah, say. yeah. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to talk, <laughs> I don't want to disrespect any of these, but... They're gonna they're gonna lose two games to Patriots anyway. If that puts you behind eight ball a little bit, especially when you have lost all these divisional games, yeah. they're probably gonna take wins off each other. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go for Miami and then probably maybe the Jets to finish third, and then Buffalo. I don't think I don't think they've got much of a chance there. Yeah, I think they're gonna struggle with quarterback. Their offensive line's got a little bit of um, a upheaval. Yeah. Uh, they've not got a great deal of receiver, and I'm just seeing Shady McCoy, they're on the offensive weapon, and just going to face all the crowded boxes, got it. Yeah, no, Buffalo, 
Buffalo are just got all the all the hallmarks of a top three pick next season. Like I say, you know, three three fifths of their offensive line's gone. Uh, obviously, Richie Incognito, the, the main guy there. I can't remember the other two off the top of my head, but yeah, the bad wide receiver core that is only consists of pretty much Kelvin Benjamin and Charles Clay. Uh, who knows what Zay Jones is going to do? Um, yeah, who knows what they're going to do? The Buffalo, the, a Buffalo quarterback. Their, their, their opening schedule is quite tough as well. I haven't really found me, but I remember seeing the, it's the, the first three games are, are brutal. New York Jets, pretty much the same. Uh, they've got they've got an easier schedule, I think, uh, the New York Jets. Um, but yeah, no, Miami are certainly the, the, the team I see to be to be second again in the division. And I, I never thought I'd say this, but they really need Ryan Tannehill back. I think he's kind of the glue in in this team. And Adding Gates, I think, has has done what he can to get his players now in the team. You know, all the players with all their personalities have now gone. You know, Jarvis Landry, Dominican uh, Sue, and all the rest of them. They, they, I think all the players there are now Adam Gates players. So you should actually see the players perform for him. Uh, it's been quite interesting to see how they how they get on. Yeah, I agree with that. And Gates is the coach as well, so you think that now he's got his guys in place, that yeah, he'll be able to uh, to instill like a good culture there, and then yeah, to be able to coach them up to a few wins. But um, yeah, it's, it's really just about setting place, really. And then like you were saying earlier, just waiting for uh, Patriots to uh, pop off. Yeah. Uh, once Brady, Belichick retire. And then he went wrong retired as well, so that's another thing. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And then, yeah, just got a kind of like building, putting those two years' time. So maybe those are, you know, top three, top ten picks that we've talking about might have been. I mean, good steps for, you know, three, four-year time when sort of the end, the, uh, the need. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's not actually beyond the realms of possibility that when, let's say, New England lose Brady, lose Gronk, lose Belichick and all the rest of them. It's, not, it's probably not that far-fetched to think that the AFC East will have you know, like divisions of, of the you know, NFC South of a couple of years ago and the NFC West of a couple of years ago where no one has a winning record. Potentially, it depends how it depends how the other three rebuild. Yeah. It's, they they want to get their house going now and capitalise on that as soon as it happens rather than get all becoming really equal and then everyone's starting off from a lot of playing field. Yeah. Yeah, it depends on it depends on how these franchises want to uh, <laughs> you know build right now. But, you know, they've got a couple of quarterbacks in the division now, you know, in a couple of years they may or may not develop, and then, you know, Miami's probably looking for one as well, uh, in the next couple of years, yeah. to replace Tannehill, uh, but yeah, it depends, it really depends on how these guys want to build for the future, and they've got that now, really, in my Yeah, and obviously, just uh, just before we move on to another division, obviously, the, the ease of the division for the Patriots is the main reason why they obviously get the number one seed, because they pretty much have five or six wins from the division before you even start, so, um, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's move on then. So let's go let's go NFC uh, AFC West. Let's let's do your charges. Let's let's get your charges out of the way. Obviously, I fancy the the charges ahead of a lot too. But um, give us give us your thoughts on the division. I'll, I'll run through the the odds as they are at the moment. Just to point for all the listeners, I've taken I've taken all of these these odds on uh, odds checker. Just be wary that some of the odds might look a bit weird on there because one one aabet.com I think I've all got last season's last week uh, odds as well so just uh, take take turn into mind when you when you're going to pages but um yeah AFC West Chargers 15 to 8 it's quite an open one this one which is I'm, I'm slightly surprised but I, I can see why bookies um are trying to dangle some carrots here Chargers 15 to 8 uh, Denver 4 to 1 Kansas City 7 to 2 Oakland was a surprise for me at 3 to 1 oh wow okay so the bookies are the yeah, well, yeah, it. Yeah, I think the bookies, the bookies are stuck in 2012 as well. Yeah, I think it's 
Yeah, I think everyone's just been a little bit wary, I guess, um, because he's not coached for 10 years, or however long it is, I think it's round, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yes, it's been a while. You know, they don't actually know what he's going to do. He's trying to go back to, you know, this old-style, old-school approach. They, I don't know, they, they could be kind of interesting, but their, their recruitment suggests that they, like you say, been stuck in the last few years. Um, they're, they're, they're a bit of a wild card, to be honest. Yeah. Um, going to the rest of the division, so... The Broncos, I think, uh, it all depends on Case Keenum a little bit. Um, if he if he goes back to the pumpkin that he used to be when he was uh, journeyman around the league, then it's going to be pretty difficult for Denver. I think they're going to have a pretty similar season to you know, what they had last year, and they might be being quite high again. Um, defensively, might be a little bit better because Bob Miller's going to have a money mate in Bradley Chubb. Um, but it, yeah, like I say, it all depends on Case Keenum. Um, because if he's, if he's good like he was last year, and they get sort of efficient and uh, sort of like gunsling and cost kind of uh, way plays comes off a little bit, then you know they're going to make plays and they're going to be getting a few wins. But yeah, it's really a real toss up. Uh, Kansas City as well, they they kind of uh, a slave to their quarterback as well. If, if Patrick Mahomes hits the ground running, uh, which which obviously they have a lot of faith in doing, seems like they trade away a solid quarterback in Alex, Alex Smith. Uh, if they hit the ground running, then they could be dangerous again. So they've got everyone who they have got an offense, and Adam Sam Watkins as well. Um, defensive might not be quite as good, losing um, Marcus Peters. But uh, yeah, they've got they, they, Andy Reid, he's really solid, great head coach, so that means they're going to they're gonna win a few uh, just through that. And then the Chargers, obviously, are being talked up as um, you know, the trendy pick, a little bit like the Fox and Burton last year. Um, you know, it's looking really good, especially as a fan. It's looking really good, but it's proving the pudding at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think, uh, like I've said to you in the past, um, we need to get up over this uh, Andy Reid voodoo. And until we do that, you know, the first game of the season, we lost the Chiefs to the Stockholm Centre. Uh, you know, if we lose that game, then everyone's just going to be like the same old charges and it's yeah. just something like that. You know? yeah. So it's, it's, it's a bit more of an interesting division. Um, that we've discussed previously in the AFC. So, yeah, watch out for it. I mean, maybe a little bit of money to be made, like you say, the challenges all done as um, short as maybe they could be. Yeah. They've been collected. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd back us for the divisional win, to be fair. I'm, I'm being optimistic. Yeah. No, I just don't run board myself over. So, yeah, I've got, I've got Kansas City's opening uh, schedule for me, uh, in front of me here. It's actually quite brutal for Patrick Mahomes. He's obviously at charges at stuff up. And just to go off on a slight tangent, when I play Madden, the StubHub Centre is my uh, ultimate team uh, stadium. I, I don't know why, I just, I just enjoy playing at the StubHub Centre, I don't know, I don't know why. Anyway, um, yeah, uh, back, back to the Chiefs, yeah, at Chargers, at Steelers, home to 49ers, at Broncos, home to Jaguars, at Patriots, that is brutal, that's an absolutely yeah. brutal first six games. That's really tough, especially, I mean, I know he's not a rookie because he played last year, but uh, it's your first, like, full season, that is a pretty tough opening stretch. So. Yeah. You know, he looks like he's going to be a good quarterback. He sounds like he's going to be a good quarterback. This is what's coming out of Kansas City. Yeah. Uh, but look, he's always, look, he's always made mistakes. Yeah. They got the experience to, and he can get fooled by uh, experienced defensive coordinators as well. So, you know, he's, he's going to have some sort of team problems. It's just how much, I guess. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Patrick Mahomes, I heard some nice stories about Patrick Mahomes this week, saying about obviously when he came into the league last year and everyone was calling for him to, to come in over Alex Smith and... Patrick Mahomes was always first in the door and last one out, but you know, when he went into practice his game and honed his skills, he, he, ne- he never went to the, 
the first team of, of wide receivers to practice with him. He always grabbed the, the backup guys because he didn't want to step on like Smith's toes. I thought that showed quite, quite a lot of humility there. And yeah, he, he, he seems, from what I just see, I, I hear and see, he, he just gets it, and he, you know, he just seems like he's going to fit this 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 offense great. Um, like I say, Andy Reid is a great uh, regular season coach. You know, he, the amount of times that they've they've been fancied to go far in, in the playoffs to fall apart in, in the in the wild card round is is quite um, quite uh, mesmerizing, really. But yeah, no, like I say, the, the first six weeks there, it's pretty much going to tell you a what Patrick Mahomes is going to be like in, in 2018 and going forward. But also, you know, all the all these coaches that Andy Reid has kind of shelved off to all the other teams, you know, how many people are left? You know, how long, how much longer can he kind of keep waving his magic wand uh, for, for this team? So, yeah, they're, they're actually quite a team that are quite, are quite intriguing going into, to, into this season purely because of Patrick Mahomes. You're right about the defence. They're not obviously as good as they were or last year or in, of the years past. So I do think that they're going to be playing from behind quite a lot this season, especially when you look at those first six games as well. But it'd be interesting to see how, how that plays out. But yeah, Kansas City are interesting. Denver, um, yeah, again, quarterback, what's Keenan going to be like? Can he fit into into the system? The head coach's name escapes me off the top of my head just now. But yeah, you know, yeah, defence has been improved, but they, you know, they've lost a couple of players on the back end. Um, you know, obviously, Keith Tilley being the main one. Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders are getting uh, north of 30. I think they're 31 and 32 or 33, respectively. And, you know, they, they've drafted for, for you know, Colin Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton to, to come in after that. So, again, they're, they're kind of looking a bit more to the future, if not necessarily not so much this season. Be interesting to see what they're like. Uh, and then Oakland, I just uh, I don't I can't get on, on board with Oakland now. I'm, I'm either going to be really wrong. There's quite a lot of people that are either going to be really wrong, or you know what he's doing there is just he's absolutely ludicrous. Yeah, we've uh, we've both had a few times we've uh, we've followed Britain's jumpers and high and stuff like that. We're going to end up with how that makes it for our journey. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's either that they're going to be really good or, or really bad. So that we'll just have to see how that, how that one kind of plays out. Okay, yeah. last one, last one then on the in the AFC. Maybe two seconds. So it just leaves us with the AFC South. This one was a was a bit of a weird one last season uh, in the sense that really no one wanted to win it, and then they're, they're all kind of the same level. Um, obviously, you've got the whole four rows around Andrew Luck in Indianapolis, but just to give you an early look at the bookies' feels for the the South, they have uh, Jacksonville and Houston as the, the favourites there, but a joint fifteen to eight. Uh, Tennessee 4-1 and Indianapolis against two. So I suppose, obviously Jacksonville, uh, obviously not the best defense in the division. Although there's a couple of talented defenses in 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 the AFC South. Um, but obviously, again, as far as they did last season, beginning within you know, a couple of plays of beating New England. Houston, I think, is more surrounding the hype of Deshaun Watson and what he showed last season. Obviously, expecting him to replicate that. But how? What? What? What do you see? What strikes out to you there in, in the South? So. You got sorry, just just recap on the logs there. So you've got Jacksonville and Houston are joints at what at what price? Fifteen to eight, just under twos. Fifteen to eight, okay. I I mean I've put some money on the Titans, so is it four to one? Yeah. I think you can make some money on that, to be fair. Yeah. No, I like that. I don't I am not sure if they will win the division. I would take Jacksonville and Titans as the best two. Yeah. Um with a little bit of splitting them. Uh, Jacksonville like I say has got great defence. Um some are going to get better, some are going to grow as they all get older and more cohesive together. Yeah. Um, but 
kind of, I'll probably say, you know, the young core that I was talking about earlier, they've probably got better on them than Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. yeah Jack, Jacksonville. So, you know, there's, there's, um, yeah, there's a little bit of wiggle room there, I think. And they go to, yeah, like you say, um, on the Texans as well, there's probably a little bit of hype in Sean Watson and uh, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. They do coming back as well. So, yeah, they, they've, got good, they've got a good team as well. So, I would have, I would personally have the other two uh, slightly above the Texans. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, Houston, obviously, yeah, so about JJ Watt, you know, they've had quite a lot of injury issues over the last couple of years as well. So I, w- I wouldn't be taking 15 to 8 about a team that might not have a bit of starting pieces. Uh, Dante Foreman, obviously, running back as well, he's it's it's got a bit of a niggling injury um, at the moment. I think he's had surgery uh, as well. It, obviously, Indianapolis, if you're a speculative, you know, if you are someone related to the Indianapolis Colts or your beat writer and you, you know that Luck's going to play. Come week one, I think the limits two could be a standout pass, could be a bit of a steal, and uh, one for the speculative guys out there. But no, I, I certainly like Tennessee at fours. I mean, I mean, with the Colts, I mean, they, they might get looked back, but it's again, like, how good is it going to be? There's a lot of question marks, even yeah. if he does get on the field, there's a lot of question marks surrounding that shoulder. Yeah. Um, and and they've seen, seen throwing, um, and especially seen throwing now, throwing the, the ball, not tennis balls, and not the like, non official ball. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's even the rest of the roster is still still not great. No, the defense is trash. It's great quarterback. You can grab him for a few wins, but yeah. it's a tough division now. When he when he was uh, sort of in his, I don't want to say prime, but just coming into his prime age wise. But when he was really firing a few years ago before his injury uh, kicked in, then you know it wasn't so much like Jacksonville was good, the Titans weren't good. No. Um, Houston probably when they got there done one take and that was when book was really good. So yeah. yeah, sort of had the free reign on the vision really, and that's not really the case anymore. It's kind of all rolled reverse there now. Yeah, no, so, no. Yeah, I think he's, he's going to be flying back from a from a long way back there. Yeah, but it's good to see him back online. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that's how. Hope to see him back. Hope he's big forms well. I, I think the the main. Thing that's going to let it happen is down. Like, like it was last season, that defense, that defense is, is trash, and they've not really done too much to, to address that. Obviously, they've taken Craig Nelson offensive lineman there to help Andrew Luck stay up, but you know, Andrew Luck has shown in the, in the past he can go overcome good defenses himself, so it's just I just think their, their defense will let them down. But um, I, I, won't be, I won't be having the 11 to turn, it's a bit too short, even for me, even for me still at, at that price. But yeah, Tennessee 4 to 1. I think if, if I was a bookie, I'd probably push Jacksonville. Uh, in Houston now, I'll probably push Houston out to about 94 or something and bring the Tennessee into, into 94. So you've kind of got a three way split there because it can go it can go either way with those three. It could, it could come down to maybe you know, someone really making the leap, perhaps, or a bit of luck. Yeah, you know, injury, injuries. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, like I say, a three way um, division there. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville probably shading it for me, but Titans are like, they've got pride. Yeah. Okay, so AFC as a whole then, so I suppose we, 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 if we went Pittsburgh, Tennessee, New England and the Chargers for, for divisional winners, pick, pick two out of the rest there for, for a potential wild card, or pick a couple there that are going to be wild card contenders. Uh, I mean, I go for the Chiefs, um, I think as well, the, the, the Jacks as well, they're definitely going to be up there. So again, that, you know, it's like you were saying, just a, it's a cigarette paper between you know, Titans and Jacks, I would say. Yeah. Um, Maybe the Browns can have a chance as well. You know, if they they really hit the ground running, they get you know shot a few people. They maybe have an outside chance. Yeah. Uh, no one really competes. No, no, no. And I don't see the Raiders or the Broncos doing you know getting the wild card, especially with you know they if they were great saying if the Chargers win the division, the Chiefs they're going to be strong and they can win both those two teams. 
yeah, I mean, certainly as a, as a, as a look at the whole kind of playing field, it's generally perceived that you need kind of one, you know, a 500, uh, 8 and 8, or maybe uh, even a 7 and 9 sometimes it's gone to the actually last couple of years to, to kind of get into the playoffs, obviously, and win more for the NFC. But yeah, I, th- I think Cleveland is a nostalgia bet. I think they're still priced uh, accordingly that you can get a decent price on them, 11 to 1 to win the division. I think they're still about threes to make the playoffs this season, which I, I, I can get involved with. Um, uh, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, I think, obviously, are contenders for the division. I don't think so much Houston. Uh, if, if Deshaun Watson plays to the level he did last season for the whole 16 games and, and JJ Watt stays healthy, then I think they get shoved right to the front of the queue for the wild card, if not their division as well. Um, yeah. I think Kansas City's opening, opening six games could kind of play, you know, they could quite easily be 0-6 um, after six there. So I think that might... Might might just be a season too early for him, but like I say, Andy Reid's a good regular uh, season coach, so he he will have them well drilled. Obviously, they bring we didn't mention the Spencer Wears back as well, so they've got a tandem there. Um, to but yeah, I think it's it's kind of just picking the best from a from a bad bunch. I, th- I think for for the wild cards there in the AFC. Yeah, it's, I would mention it's, it's certainly the So looking at the, just before we move on to the NFC, look at the AFC outright. So the obviously Patriots short price short price favourites at now about ninety four two to one. But a couple of I've picked out there. Chargers that were fifteen to one with bet three six five. Uh, I thought was, was pretty nice. Obviously I've backed them outright overall. So taking fifteen to one for just to get to the Super Bowl it, it appeals to me. But the other two teams I picked out were Tennessee and Jacksonville because I think one of those two teams from the South can can quite go quite deep. Yeah, so the Green Jackson will go quite away, really. Yeah. A reputation away from doing that. So, yeah, definitely worthwhile how much today. Jacksonville, 2 after 1, Tennessee, 20s. Okay, yeah, I can definitely get involved those three. Just to give everyone an idea that's listening, and obviously yourself, Ellie, oh, yeah, Patriots, 2s, Pittsburgh, 4s and 9s, 2. Houston, about 11 to 1. Jacksonville, 12s. Los Angeles, 15s. Kansas 16s, Oakland's are about 16s as well, Denver 20s, uh, 20s bar, rest bar, Tennessee as well. Okay. So. No, no, well, no, quite. And it's, it's quite a short price for something for quite a lot, well, was it 19 matches or 20 matches? But um, for, for, just, for, just for out of interest, Cleveland Browns are 66s. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that's only, that's, I think I remember a couple of weeks ago I tweeted, you know, you can, you can ask all the bookies for some odds. I, I think I asked for the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl in the next five years. I think they gave me something like two to one. I was like, you, you're kidding me. Like, oh, wow, okay. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not waiting five years to pick up a two to one bet. Yeah, no, they're, they're covering their back there, aren't they? Yeah, no, not interested, not interested in that. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the NFC then. Let's uh, try and look through these. So, Let's go with your, your team that we're intriguing uh, for next season. The Rams are starting in the West. I, th- I think it's pretty clear cut this one, although some people may argue that the, the 49ers um, have, have a shot, and I suppose all the, the diehard Seattle fans are going to live in denial this season. But uh, the Rams at 5 to 6, I thought, was, was uh, one of the best bets of, of, of the eight divisions. Yeah, I think, I think the Rams are going to take that division. They're going to be a bit of a force, I think, for the next few years inside that division as well. Yeah. Um, we have all, like, say, the rebuild, um, we almost complete rebuild, actually, 
Um, Arizona is a little bit of a bit of turnover as well. Probably not as much as the Seahawks, but um, yeah, a bit of a, a bit of turnover. Um, at least they've got their call back to the future now, Josh Rosen though, and obviously uh, you know, a couple of other centerpiece uh, players like David Johnson. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Patrick Peterson. Um, I'm not too, I'm not maybe not as high, maybe you should say, on the, the 49ers. I think maybe they'll come on to this maybe a little bit later, but maybe they've got a bit of an outside chance for a wild card, but I'm not completely sold um, on the 49ers as potential division winners, not Paul really. Right. Um, obviously, obviously, Jimmy Garoppolo is a great quarterback, but um, this is going to be his first full season, in when his first full season where he's like the man, when he's the you know, franchise leader. You know, it's a lot to. A lot to do when you've got to step up and it's a full season and you've not got you know Tom Brady to fall back on. And so you know, as much as he's a great um, start to his uh, point on his career, he's got a lot to prove, I think, still. Um, sorry, he's got a lot to prove still. Yeah, no, certainly just a note on the point nice from from me is that they, yeah, they've got there's a lot there's a lot of youth there. I think at the wide receiver position they may be just missing that X receiver. Obviously, you've got Marcus Goodwin, Pierre Garçon in his late, later years of super session receiver. You've got uh, Dante Pettis, who they drafted, and Trent Taylor and George Kittle. There's quite a lot of youngsters there, and obviously, you've got a really talented head coach in Kyle Shanahan. Um, obviously, a big signing of, of Joe McKinnon. Be interested to see how he pans out. I don't think it's a slam dunk of a high production as everyone, everyone thinks it is, but you know they've, they've got the right coach there to get the best out of all those players. But I, I certainly wouldn't rule out it, go, it going close, but I just think. Sean McVay and the Rams kind of have a step on, on everyone in that division. Obviously, the defense there is, is has more crowns more crowns than the the crown jewels in in Buckingham Palace. But um, yeah, Wade Phillips up there, I think, will be able to harness all the personalities of Aaron Donald and Dobkins to you know Marcus Peters, Akeem Talib, all the rest of the guys there. I just think they will dominate that division this season. Uh, might, might be different going down going further down the you know. The time scale maybe next year, year after, but certainly this year, it just certainly seems to me that the Rams are are, are going to be there, challenging for the number one seed as well. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, like you say, maybe like two, one or two years, maybe three away for the 49ers. Because like you say, they have got a young core, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. They've got good um, defensive line as well that they've um, drafted uh, heavily on um, in the first round in recent times. Um, so yeah, that's that's possibly something that's going to be come to fruition later down the line. You yeah. mentioned something really really interesting about um, the Browns coaching staff. Like, so they've got Wade Phillips on the defensive side of the ball, and then Bob Collins plays his form on the offensive side. Yeah. Like, are there any other teams that can call upon such good play calls on both sides of the ball? Yeah. Like, I think that's going to be something that's going to be really important for the Rams uh, in the coming season, and as long as they can keep that sort of partnership and coaching staff together, really. Yeah. Yeah, just to give a rundown just for the, the divisional odds there for, the, for you listeners. Uh, Rams 5-6, San Francisco 100-30, Arizona 14-1, Seattle 5. So I've done that in order of how I think they'll finish. But um, how, how how do you see, do you think Seattle will finish part of that division? Yeah, I think so. I think there's just a, there's a lot of turnover going on in that roster. They've got, to, they've got to find out who's going to be leaders for them moving forward. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll finish bottom and then... Possibly a toss up between the Cardinals and the 49ers. Yeah. Um, the second, the probably the 49ers for second. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to say before, a little bit of an outside chance for a wild card rather than uh, something really pushing. Yeah, I mean, not, not yeah. division, I think some of the divisions, um, yeah, some of the divisions, uh, sorry, some strong conference and some of the divisions are really, really strong. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a situation where we get both wild cards coming from. 
Yeah, no, I totally, totally agree there. I mean, yeah, normally, obviously, San Francisco, you'd look at the games against Arizona and Seattle and expect them to win, and, you know, that would be your case for where San Francisco would make a wild card. But there's so many, there's so many good teams in the NFC. And I suppose, you know, on the contradiction of that is that they, quite a lot of those teams can take games off each other in the division. So, you know, a nine, a nine and seven, maybe even an eight and eight could could get you in. I don't, I don't, I very much doubt it. I mean, you're looking at, I think it was 10, 10 wins last season uh, to make sure you you were in. But um, yeah, no, I think I think another year or two for four nines. And I think as well, just as a whole maybe joker in the past for the West is. Seattle are going through this like transition, but they're still going to have like a really good like home crowd. Yeah, and they still have that real good home field advantage at Century Link. So that's just going to camp up the wins perhaps, especially in close games. Yeah, so that, they could just be a little bit more for the opponent perhaps um, when teams have to visit there. Yeah, 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 potentially. Yeah, I think they lost a couple at home last on the back end of last season. I think um, G. I can't remember the teams off the top of my head. Atlanta, me. I did the Seattle Seahawks podcast last week, so I should, <laughs> I should really remember. Um, but I've got. I'm just intrigued. I've just uh, brought up the 49ers schedule in front of me just to, to see kind of what what faces them. It's not the toughest of schedules. Um, they play the AFC West as well, so I don't expect too many them to get maybe too many wins there. They're home to the Broncos, but they're at the Chiefs and at the Chargers, um, yeah, so they're probably going to go one and two. And then yeah. we play at Century Link as well, which is why I brought it up because I've, I've been winning that game to the Chargers. Yeah, and they also play the uh, Raiders as well, which should be should be a win as well. But at, at Buccaneers, home to Bears, other uh, conference. Uh, games, Packers, they played the NFC North as well. So yeah, it's not it's not the easiest uh, easiest of schedules for them. So yeah, no, I'm, I'm quite happy to rule out the 49ers for the wild card this season. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, all, all changes throughout the season, like I said before, injuries, and like that. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on to the North then, NFC North. Uh, Minnesota and Green Bay are joint favourites at 11 to 8. Uh, Detroit are 7 to 1, and Chicago are 10s. Before I get your view on that, Lee. I just want to, a couple of uh, strength of schedule stats that I've got out here. The Lions, um, who I've got incidentally finishing last in this division purely because of the schedule, they're, they're home games this season. Listen to this list. They, they're going to host the Packers, the Vikings, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Patriots, the Panthers and the Bears. Wow, okay. I mean, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, only, yeah. se- that's only seven of them, but I, I can't remember who the eighth was, but that's, I can't, good luck, Matt, good luck, Matt Patricia is all I can say. Yeah, that's sort of, I mean, I think that'll be quite good. Um, but it did happen to be quite good. That's, uh, yeah, it's quite a schedule. I didn't know that they were such a high um, difficulty of their schedule there. Yeah. I mean, they can... Especially when you say with the Packers and the Vikings, probably going to be two of the best teams in the whole league. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I'd say the North, the North is very tough. Obviously, the Bears are on the way up and... Yeah, those those home games are you know they, they can beat make beat Seattle maybe beat Carolina if they're on a bad day. Cameron's having a bit of a funny game. They've, they've got the talent there, the Lions. But yeah, I didn't I didn't really seven to one. I thought I'd rather have ten to one in Chicago than, than seven to one Detroit. Yeah, sure. Let, let me ask you a question, real quick. Yeah. So let's look at all these divisions. Could you say the North now, the NFC North, is probably the best division in football? NFC North. Yeah. Um, no. No, I can see why I can see why people do, and they they are the thought that you know on quality. I would probably go NFC South, which we'll come to in a minute, purely because I am a big Tampa Bay fan this season. But yeah, no, the North is is very very tough. Definitely, kind of South. Yeah, like you say, so I just said, the Packers and the Vikings, they 
potentially uh, to be the best team in the whole league. Yeah. The Lions have got, you know, like I said, they've got this horrendous uh, schedule coming up, but I still think they've got like, a lot of talent. And yes. They've got a great quarterback, really, against not a lot of love, actually, Matt Stafford as no. well. No. Um, and then you've got the Bears, who I think, you know, didn't have a great season last season, but uh, I think they're definitely up and coming. Uh, I mean, Trubisky is going to be a lot better now he's not having to be coached by John Fox. Yeah. And I the Miami Week coaching tree, which you mentioned um, earlier on. Yeah. Um, and I think that's going to be quite interesting to stop them for a lot of pieces there as well. And they drafted really well. So I just think that that's going to be really sort of division. Yeah. No, I, I certainly see Chicago as the Cleveland of the NFC. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Chicago fans. Um, so who, who do you take to top the league then? Do you, you go Minnesota or Green Bay for your money? I'm, I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't go with Aaron Rodgers, I don't think. This is this is the first season I'm actually going to go against Green Bay. I'm going to go Minnesota this year. I just think I know I know the hype's there with Kirk Cousins coming over. There's, there's quite a lot of expectation, and, and Dalvin Cook for someone obviously who only played a couple of games last season. I think there's quite the expectation on Dalvin Cook to be the guy there. So it'd be interesting to see how he handles the pressure. Um, I just I just think in those games against Minnesota and, and Green Bay, I, I do think that Minnesota will just come out on top. Yeah, no, they're going to be playing really good games. Um, those two. Yeah, I mean, obviously Pat Shermer's left and gone to to New York. Um, but yeah, like the Vikings and the Packers are Vikings at Packers week two, and then Vikings host them week twelve. Okay, week two. I think it's a sort of market down the season. I think. Yeah, no, it will be. I think the Vikings schedule is a slightly easier. Um, well, obviously the Packers will play, have have their exactly the same schedule. I thought, but um, yeah, Vikings have the AFC East, so Dolphins, Bills, and uh, Jets. So there's no, yeah, there's three wins there. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then who else? They've got the NFC South as well, by the looks of it. The Saints. Oh, no, just Saints from there. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think the, the Vikings will, will win that division. But I can see, I'm certainly for having them both of them the same price because, you know, you can't really split them. No, no, yeah, it's true. It's, like, it's, um, it's just such a tough division. So you've got your inter-divisional rivals, inter-conference games. Yeah. You know, and if you sort of get drawn... Yeah, just a just a fun note on the north. Well, Green Bay, um, I, I looked at this stuff earlier, obviously strength strength uh, of schedule. Green Bay, according to last year's win win loss record, uh, Packers have the highest schedule uh, of all the teams next next year. Obviously, they have a, a point five three nine uh, win loss record against all their opponents next season. Oh wow! Okay. So, I mean, what you mean coming up for this season? They've got a harder schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. Interesting then. That's obviously 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 taking into account win loss from last season. That's not that's not really a great indicator. But it just goes to show you kind of who who they've got. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and here's, here's, here's another stat I managed to find. Is that three of the last four Super Bowl winners have had the tenth tenth highest strength of schedule, which this year is three is any uh, is Arizona, Chicago, Minnesota, and the Giants. Okay, Minnesota so, definitely. I think Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, it's having. Yeah, I, I like a stat, so I thought I'd uh, pluck. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I do like Minnesota. So let's um, let's move on to. The South. Let's go AFC South. So New Orleans, uh, Atlanta, also uh, joint favourites here, two to one. Caroline just a bit behind them, uh, threes. Tampa Bay, an outstanding seven to one. Yeah, it's another, it's another not the one like the uh, AFC South really. Um, yeah. They got the Saints and the Falcons. Uh, pretty much like it's basically between them, uh, very very equal. Yeah. All great teams on both sides of the ball. And then you've got just a tick behind. You've got the Panthers. Yeah. And then you've got the books uh, sort of playing the um, the role of the Colts. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they're sort of the one coming from behind, but they're in a better position than the Colts because it's quite an even division, like more even. Um, yeah. You know, with the three teams at the top and then there's the fourth team, so to speak, with the fourth and third. That was not that team. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'll probably take the same suspicional wins and cats for one spot. Yeah. To be honest, um, yeah, they've got the running back tandem. They've got one of my favourite wide receivers in the league, Michael Thomas, who I really like. They've got a great line, and they've got Drew Brees as well, and then they've also got a great defense as well. So, yeah, <laughs> a whole lot. Well, they were, they were one play, one play from the championship game, uh, championship game last year, so that, that, that's a that's... You know, the, the Super Bowl could have been the two plays, one in the NFC Championship, one in the NFC Championship. It could have been a completely different Super Bowl. It could have been the same versus the Jacks. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. Yeah. Shows there's just some, such a fine line. Yeah. And the bottom's still great as well, but I think, yeah, you get them in the spot, like I say. Um, yeah, they're the same as me. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd probably agree. Uh, I, quite a lot of the off-season, I've, I've quite fancied Atlanta to kind of bounce back. Um, I think I think Tampa Bay, obviously, 7-1 shot there is a speculative one if, if, you're, if you're buying into them definitely being able to step forward with all the talent that they've got there. I know Dirk Kyle is not the greatest of uh, head coaches. He doesn't really inspire much confidence. So I just thought they, they were perhaps a bit high. But one, one, the Bucks and the Saints uh, only one, two or three teams that have half of their schedule against playoff teams next season. So that's a bit of a dampener, dampener on those two. I think that was probably why I, I quite fancied Atlanta um, at the prices. But whichever one, whichever one you pick, and if you stick them in an acre, they're the ones obviously going to boost the, uh, the odds up. Mm, yeah, definitely. 100%. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, we touched on obviously Tampa Bay, uh, New Orleans. I think you know Drew, Drew Brees is within his last couple of years of his of his window before he he retires. So I think that they'll probably be the most determined, Tim and Sean Payton, to make, to make sure they get to at least another Super Bowl before Brees retires. And then obviously Ryan's thirty three years old. I think off the top of my head, he's got a number of another contract in in his. You know, his contract to, to run through before he potentially retires. I mean, Cam Newton's Cam Newton's, he, you know, he's volatile. He's, he's, you know, I think it was a quarterback too in fantasy last season. Uh, it actually performed okay, but he was very, very, very up and down uh, in, in that offense. Yeah, Carolina, a bit of a funny one. They've got, they've got so many great players. They've got uh, Cam, they've got Christy McCaffrey. Um, you know, it's really good for fantasy. Um, you know, with his catching ability. Yeah. Um, but then. They've got a lot of areas of the roster that they're really like quite weak, weak at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. It's, it's, I think she's been definitely decided to take behind uh, the Saints and the Falcons, really. Yeah, I mean, just to 
a note on Carolina. So I think DJ Moore will help that offense a great deal. Devin Funches isn't really a wide receiver. Obviously, they let go of uh, Kevin Benjamin. Greg Olson's back from injury. So, yeah, they've got all the makings. They're a team that can be very hot and cold. So I think you just ride them when they're hot and then just discard them when they're down for, for betting purposes or, or fancy as well. So, yeah, be interesting to see. That's, that's what, like I say, one of the more, I think it's probably the, one of the best better divisions in football. I, I'm probably sides against the, the North that you said is actually probably, I'd, I'd probably go team for team, I'd probably go North over South. But I, I do like South as a, as a, as a general, uh, general standard. Yeah, just from a fantasy perspective, just while we touch on that, the, the NFC side has got a lot of very, very interesting fantasy players. Yeah. You know, you've got the same roster, the Bolton roster, the Bolts as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, players that you can well look for. Yeah. So I think. Yeah, and the, the, the teams usually play out quite a bit high scoring games as well. Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. quite explosive, um, offensive based, and. Uh, uh, yeah, they're not. They're not really. They're not really a division known for their their defense. So New Orleans and uh, Atlanta have been a bit. Have been have been okay the last couple of years. But Tampa Bay and Carolina. Carolina had a really good defense for four four five years ago. But um, obviously when Josh Norman was there. Yeah. But that brings us that brings us nicely into the NFC East. Josh Norman is still at Washington, obviously now. So that that's quite a nice little segue. It's almost as if I planned it. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, East, obviously, Super Bowl champs are in here. Philadelphia, 4-7 this season. Dallas, 7-2. Uh, New York Giants, 7-1, which I thought was slightly big. Uh, Washington, 8-1, which I thought was also a bit disrespectful. Uh, it is, it's to win the division, though. To win, it? yeah, to win the division, yeah. You're you looking, you could have been talked about the Eagles again, Giants. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I, I don't think it's, it's quite a long road. You put something on the the Redskins or the Giants, they possibly look at something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be Eagles again, I feel. Uh, the Giants are possibly going to be in a round. It depends how they all click together. On paper, they've got a great offense. Yeah. They've got OBJ, Sterling Shepard. Um, one player we've got, I was touching on again, is Evan Ingram. Yeah. He's going to have this edition next year. And yeah, I'm going to be sort of like real life as well. Because um, I haven't really thought about him. Said had a great rookie season. Obviously, everyone else fell like flies. Obviously, Brandon Marshall went down, OBJ went down, and, and Sony Shepard was a bit niggled as well. So it was, it was pretty much Evan Ingram or no one um, in, in the offense for, for Giants last season. It'd just be interesting to see what kind of share of the pie he gets with everyone there. Um, obviously, yeah, he's, he's a great mismatch to have uh, down the field and running slants and, and what have you. But um, yeah, no, it'd just be interesting to see what kind of market share he gets with the other talented receivers uh, and obviously Sekon Barkley. Uh, taking some catches in the backfield as well. Just yeah, it's quite an interesting one to see everything. I mean, there's quite a lot of people in fantasy that are quite have differing opinions on how high or, or how low he he will be this season. I'm quite I'm quite big on him. I think 
Because I think um, he's not your traditional tight end. He's not going to block in. He's going to be no. that outline by Watt as well. Yeah. Tony Marshall's gone. So the check is going to be just off. So they're going to need another outside or wide receiver at times. And I think he can split out and do that role as well as he's sort of inline um, tight end duty, going down the and things like that. Yeah. So I think he can kind of be a bit of a hybrid. I think he increases value. In fantasy, I'm sort of dying to move forward. Yeah, I mean, certainly, if, if Philadelphia were going to get me in this division this season, obviously, you'd, you'd probably point that towards you know, Carson Wentz isn't really weak, one, and Foles is the normal Nick Foles rather than the Super Bowl of Nick Foles. Um, yeah. There's a couple of disturbances on defense. Um, you know, there's been a bit of change as well with um, is it Frank Reich um, yeah, leaving to go to the Colts. So there's been a, there's been a slight bit of change there, and obviously you know Carson Wentz if he's not fully healthy or they, they limit him in his running or yeah, he doesn't get quite up to speed, and obviously they're going bucks now under there. They're going to rely on Jay Jai um, and obviously Corey Clement as well. There, there, there's a few maybe little maybe I'm just making mountains out Mole Hills because I hate Philadelphia and I'm a Dallas fan, but um, just yeah they're they're all done they're all done for a reason and you know they're they're we live on fit and, and the juice is flowing you know they they play calling cool in their team and the way they operate is is second to none. Yeah, no, I think I totally agree with what you said there. Um, it pains me. It pains me dearly. I don't. Yeah, I don't see a great deal in terms of in terms of winning the division. I think they'll be a pretty average team. Um, you know, looking eight and eight, eight and nine, seven, there they're about. The Giants are the wild card. Uh, I don't feel like your boys are going to do a great deal either this season, unfortunately. No, 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 I don't, I don't either. And I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to ruin another podcast by going on a Dallas Cowboys rant. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll cross over that and we'll move on to NFC in general. So to to be stupid, so I've got a big couple out here. Rams, obviously, which you, you like as well. Seven to one to win the NFC. I thought was was okay. A bit short, maybe. Obviously, I, I was on them last season. and so they they fell flat on their face at home to Atlanta. Uh, last season and the Saints. Like I say, I think Drew Brees' window shut, so 12 to 1 Saints, I think they're always around about that price, and again, I'll probably be on there again this season. Yeah, no, I think, that, I think that's a pretty decent price. Um, like I say, Drew Brees' uh, Super Bowl window and top career is coming to end. Uh, and I think that the Saints have got to go all in and just try and take advantage of that, really. And I think they're in a good position to do so. Like I say, health and both sides of the ball, but good head coach. So yeah, I think they're in, they're in a good position. Yeah, just give you a rundown. Just give me a rundown, Leafs, so just share if there's anyone there that, that, that kind of takes your fancy. Philadelphia are your 11 to 2 favourites. Uh, Green Bay Packers are next up, uh, 13 to 2. Los Angeles Rams, like I said, 7. Vikings, you can get 8. Uh, Saints, you can get 12s. 14s for the Falcons. 49ers for 14s as well. Uh, Carolina, 16s. A little bit further down, Dallas, you can get 20s, which is, has some of the kind of a perfect game to a rhythm. No, I'm just joking, just joking I'm a Dallas fan. <laughs> And you can keep Seattle at 28s, Detroit 28s as well, Giants 28s, Tampa Bay 40s, maybe a bit, might be a bit big, they can maybe uh, surprise a few people, I thought that was a good price each way. Um, yeah, I think uh, we're just, we're, I think we're looking at the, the North or the South teams and plus, plus the Rams really. Yeah, no, I agree. And then for the speculative ones out there, the Cleveland or the NFC Chicago Bears are 100 to 1, which I think is actually quite big. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's an outlier. There are hundreds with William Hill. You can do that each way as well. So even if they get to the championship game, yeah, that's 50 to 1 to, get, to even get there. So I actually quite like that. I might, might have a little, little just, just to get the championship game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 maybe so. Maybe still a bit big, but... Yeah. I mean, still, 
You're not expecting a payout, but it's 100 times job. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So that's the that's the division of looks. So let's have a let's have a quick gloss over the the some awards. So we've got the in front of me here. I've got the MVP for next season. I've got the coach coach of the year, defensive and offensive rookies, and the comeback player of the year. Um, so where, where do you want to start? MVP. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so let's start MVP. Then. So I'll run through the odds. Uh, last last ten of the uh, last eleven MVPs have all been quarterbacks. Can you name the the, the guy that wasn't? Correct. Correct. Very good. Yes. Yeah, that is very correct. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you ever watch the uh, NFL bad lip reading? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's about an orange, orange peanut or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite funny. For, for you, not familiar. That's uh, NFL bad lip reading. So basically, there's a uh, I don't know who it is. Some company or some some video guy basically uh, puts words in people people's mouths and they mute the. The interviews and all the stuff that they say on the sideline, put funny words in. It's quite, it's quite funny. There's loads of different versions. There's like some way like, there's, I think there's one done on the Royal Wedding as well, which my wife was quite a big fan of. So let's move on. Uh, MVP then, yeah. So just to run down the, the betting, uh, Tom Brady, favourite 5 to 1, no surprises there. Um, Aaron Rodgers, 6 to 1. Carson Wentz, 10s. Drew Brees, 14s. There's a, there's a theme here with quarterbacks. Uh, Russell Wilson is 16 to 1. Uh, big, the bigger odds, uh, Philip Rivers, 28 for your, for your boys there in, in LA. Um, Andrew Luck, if you think he's going to play four, uh, 16 games, 4 it's one might appeal to you, but even if they do, I, don't, I think they'd have to win the division. Um, a couple of non QBs, uh, Zeke Elliott, 33s, Le'Veon Bell, 28. What well, have you done for Aaron Donald? Oh, hang on a minute. Uh, Bear me too, sir. Choice of being defensive, non-ball. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, that's oof. Uh, let's have a quick look. But if, you know, if there's going to be someone who's going to win it defensively, I mean, there's going to be someone. Yeah, let me just uh, scroll through. But it's quite a far way down, so it's. Uh... Sorry, yeah. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, oofed. Aaron Donald. Let me see if I can find him. Donald. Antonio Brown, just switching back up. Um, Aaron Donald, 400 to 1. Wow, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Antonio Brown is 40s. Okay, so that's not, that's not too bad. So if it's not going to be a quarterback, then it's going to be you know, Donald's quarterback. Those two will be my candidate. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Donald's obviously holding quite high. Maybe Jay, maybe. He's more of a comeback player. Yeah, perhaps. Well, it wasn't really caught my my ears there with the Carson Wentz. Correct, yeah. That's, that's the one that's the one I circled. Yeah, I think, yeah, he could have won it last year if he stayed healthy. So I think, you know, we just talked about the Eagles and how we think that they'll not walk the division, but they'll have like, an easier division. And then, yeah, he could be, he could be great again, I feel. Yeah, I mean, for me, the, what, what kind of sells it for me for Carson Wentz at 10 to 1 is obviously he was on course to win last season before his injury. I don't, I don't know how many injury, how long an injury has to be to be considered for the comeback player of the year, but I think maybe four games is maybe too short. I'm not, I'm not too sure on the final workings of, of that, but. The NFL loves a story, and um, you know, everyone gets the just it gets justice. And I think Carson Wentz is he doesn't even have to perform that great, I don't think, as long as they're like number one or two seeds and you know get 12, 13 wins. I, I think that they'll want to give it to him based on last season as well. Yes, I don't know. I don't know the fine print for the comeback player, like you say. So I don't know how many games or how much time it's missed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, definitely do. Yeah, I'll do a story and um, sell themselves up like that. Yeah, I mean, he's the he's the only one that really stood out to me. Obviously, Brady, 
he he always gets first kind of look because obviously the, the weapons on offense there are never that great. You know, he's only ever had Manny Moss as a wide receiver. So he's got Gronk as well, but you know, he's always kind of built up Brady as the best there, and he always seems to get favorable looks from from the panel and all the rest of them as well. But yeah, it certainly went. So I don't really think anyone else kind of stands out for me. Yeah, no, I agree. One, one thing that really stood out to me is like being way too short is Russell Wilson. I mean, I love Russell Wilson. I think he's, he's probably one of my favourite players in the whole league, but he's not going to be an MVP, especially with what he's going to deal with in Seattle. Yeah, if he was, was going to win, it's been last season as well. That's 16 to win one, something like that. Yeah. Uh, he was 16, yeah. Yeah, that's way too short. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last, I did have them, I did have it written up. Uh, bear me two seconds. Let me just get the um, the previous the previous winners up. Oh no, they're telling oh they're all QBs, weren't they? Yeah, last tell yeah all QBs. Um, yeah, so yeah, I don't I don't think there's really there's much more to say there uh, about the MVP. So should we move on to the coach of the year? Yeah, let's do that. So the last couple of winners of this Sean McVay obviously won it last year with the Rams. Uh, I'm not going to shout this one too loud, but Jason Garrett won it in 2016. Obviously that was the year that Dak was, Dak was the uh, rookie. Um, and the Cowboys were robbed by Green Bay, but I don't want to dwell on that. Uh, Ron Rivera in 2015 and Bruce Arians in 2014. So it's not always the best kind of teams that win it. It's obviously the teams that have, I, I suppose, over over exceeded expectations. So one's, just to go through the bit of Lee, Doug Pearson's the 9-1 to favourite for, obviously, Philadelphia coach. Uh, then you've got usual suspects, uh, Bill Belichick, uh, 12s. Sean McVay's also 12s. Um, I was quite surprised Anthony Lynn 14s uh, for your for your guys, but then I, I thought about it. The one that I had um, in mind here for this one. You know, yeah. I'd say it's not always the team best record. No. You know, this more stylish team or someone that really captures the class of fans. And, you know, I think the thing we could really do is that we've got quite a few characters in our team now. And, yeah, I think it's a good outside shout. Yeah, I think I think what sells, sells me on Anthony Lynn, I'm not going to punt it, but. Uh, I'll give you who I who I quite like uh, shortly, but yeah, Anthony Lynn obviously charged to miss the playoffs last season. Um, they they're kind of written off a little bit still, in my opinion. But I, th- I think if they, if they win the division, maybe even win it well, I think Anthony Lynn's fourteen to one shot is, is quite decent. Yeah, I agree with that one. And then, like you say, just kind of building off the team from what we accumulated really, and what we've been going through, potentially going to be the best team, you know, Pedersen. Uh, legal Mike Zimmer, Vikings, maybe Sean Payton with the uh, same. Yeah. Yeah, there's not really, not really teams that come outside the box there, but you know, sometimes it does just go to best teams to coach. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just to finish off the betting of the, the main protagonists, Mike Zimmer and Sean Payton, who you mentioned there, are 14 to 1. Carl Shanahan, 16s. Pat Shermer, 20s, which I thought could be a good outside bet. Um, yeah. And the, the two I really like at big prices is Matt Nagy, 28s, with the Bears. Um, and and uh, Adam Gay's 40s, obviously with the Dolphins. Okay, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're punts, they've got nothing to lose those two, and you know, they're, they're quite a lot of people, especially in the Bears case, quite a lot of people are rooting for them, so you kind of always got the apple of their eye already. Yeah, I'm trying to have a good pick as well. Sorry, I didn't catch his odds, but he's uh, quite innovative and captures people's imagination a little bit. So, yeah, I think he. Yeah, I mean, certainly, again, similar to, to the 49ers in general in terms of Super Bowl, I think if Carl Shanahan's there in the next couple of years and he's still the same price for those next couple of years, I think he's certainly someone that I would be interested in backing. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's was, that was pretty clear cut. Um, 
Let's go on to the rookies. So we'll start off with defensive rookie of the year. Is anyone, before I read out any of the odds, is there anyone that you, you really fancy? So I'm going to maybe sound like a bit of a Yeah, I know it. I know it. There's not many people outside of Derwin James that I look for this. But I don't want to sound like a charge of base. I think he's landed in a really good defence already, so he's, he's not going to have to be like the sort of guy and have to like lead the defence that he was first year. I think he's perfect fit for defence, and I think Gutfeld is going to put him in a lot of positions and maximise his strengths where he's going to be able to make plays and look really good. Yeah. And yeah, that's just that's just going to be what it all down, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, another, another player who I've maybe got like a little bit of an eye on over the whole young side of the division is uh, Bradley Shaw. Yep. Uh, you know, sacks, uh, splash plays, he's going to get fumble, things like that. And he's going to, you know, he's going to look good opposite Von Miller, who's going to take the attention away from him as well. So he's going to get one on one matchups. And uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a really good opening season to his career. Yeah. But yeah, I think those two, two that really stand out to me. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, so what people are going to take away from this podcast, Lee, is that the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl. And obviously AFC West, and the MVP is going to be Philip Rivers, Coach of the Year is going to be Anthony Lynn, and Defensive Rookie is going to be uh, Darren James. Just going to be Chargers, Chargers, Chargers. <laughs> I'm not quite being that bad. No, no, no. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, we're possibly going to be looking at a couple of awards at the end of the year. I'm, I'm just being difficult. Um, yeah, just to just go through the betting for Defensive Rookie. Uh, Chubb is 11-2 favourite, no surprises really. Derwin James is 14 to 1. A um, couple ahead of him, Van der, uh, Lane Van der Esch, the linebacker for Dallas 12s, which I thought was actually not too bad. Because um, I think with, with the rookies, obviously, you've got to look at opportunity and you've got to look at value value to the team. So I think Van der Esch is obviously going to be the main, the main guy. And it's, it's not so much, obviously, uh, relevant to the defensive guys because they kind of come in, come in more quickly than the offensive guys do. But... Fenderesh, I think, could be an every down, every down player um, for for Dallas. And again, Dallas is their defenses and the holes in the defense is has been quite well documented over the last couple of years. Yeah, and Fenderesh, he, he can affect the game in a few ways as well. He can drop into coverage, he can get sacked, so you know he can potentially get to be like smash plays and have people die a little bit. Yeah, and I think there's quite there's quite a big bunch um, at the twelve and fourteen to one price. You've got Harold Landry, Minka Fitzpatrick. Rashawn Evans, Jihad Ward, Marcus Davenport, and Vita Vey. The last two, though, I thought maybe better than some of the others there in the main. Yeah, essentially, I mean, I'm not a big Marcus Davenport fan, but um, yeah, essentially, you know, a bit of an outside shot. But uh, yeah, there's maybe three or four top ones you mentioned there. I think you can probably go on top of the Yeah, just to give you some previous previous winners of the defensive rookie include Marshawn Lattimore last year, obviously, the uh, New Orleans Saints 2016. Do you want to have a guess, uh, Lee? Golf, yeah, of course. That's why I set you up. See, I'm so so kind. Um, 2015, Marcus Peters. Uh, 2014, Aaron Donald. 2013, Sean Richardson. And 2012, Luke Keekley. Quite surprised. Uh, obviously, Sean Lee's not obviously there, but he's. Uh, I just being Dad's fan. I just wanted to put his name in there. That's a bit of a, a bit of an all-star cast there, isn't it? Really. He is very much, very much. Uh, so half of them all on the uh, on the Rams this year. Yeah. <laughs> Well, two, two out of six, not quite half. A third. Anyway, moving on. Um, offensive rookie. Is this a, is this a slam dunk say, Paul Barkley? Uh, potentially, yeah. I think he's getting the front runner, but I also feel. I mean, it's going to be a theme again. I think it generally going to go to a running back who didn't have a great wide receiver class. No. Uh, but Darius Guy is another one. Um, Jay Gruden's uh, running backs 
usually quite successful. Yep. Um, and Guy's probably the best one that he's had, and his, his scheme is really like running back friendly, in my opinion. So yeah, he's a possible front runner as well, but yeah, possibly Barkley. I would have said as well, I would have said Royce Freeman um, at the Broncos. Okay. But then I spotted that he's chosen to end the 37, so I can't really have that. <laughs> but, so he's totally out of the for me. So yeah, uh, yeah, possibly Barkley, possibly Guy's. Yeah. Two that I would say. Yeah, for me, the, the market's actually skewed a little bit in our favour in terms of the betting because the, the QBs are, are, are not always going to be... Obviously, you've got Mayfield, Rosen, Donald and, and Allen there. I don't... And Lamar Jackson. I don't know why he's even got priced up, really. But I think because they're all in there, they're giving, you, giving us good prices. So, Saquon Barkley's a 74 favourite, which I think I think is about right. I mean, over, over half the... I mean, about half the time you'd expect him to win this season. All things being equal, yeah, he's got the opportunity. He's got the New York media. He's got all the eyes on him. He's got the opportunities to su- to succeed. All these quarterbacks here may not even play some games this season. No, Josh Rosen is the only one. Paul Allen could have a chance of playing more than ten games. But Darius Geis that you said there, he's ten to one, um, which is quite big. But yeah, I think the, worth a few quid. the QBs, just to run through the QBs, Baker Mayfield at 9 to 2. I'm not touching that with your money. Um, Josh, Josh Rosen, 15 to 2. Alan, uh, Sam Darnold, 11s. Josh Allen, 12s. They're all way too short, given yeah. that they probably not one of them, or maybe one of them out of four, probably going to start the season. Yeah. So you, yeah, you're always playing a certain amount of games. You've got from like Barclays and Repeat Barclays or guys. Yeah. And when you're Deshaun, uh, not Deshaun, I'm sorry, DJ Moore, you know, they're going to play every game and be probably quite often. All yeah. that's uh, going to come from a sort of a way back position. Yeah, for those that want to make some money, Lamar Jackson is 16 to 1. Um, oh, that's short. Yeah. Rashad Penny, 14s. Uh, Ronald Jones, 16. Sonny Michelle, 18s. DJ Moore, I already mentioned there. Carolina, wide receiver, 25 to 1. He's 25 to 1 bigger than the rest of them. Uh, yeah, I'm possibly be a candidate but I think with the way that New England use their back is going to be splitting the load a little bit but he's going to be a really good player yeah no I mean I, I think I think Barkley's priced correctly, um, and he's maybe maybe you want to do a double with uh, Derwin James, which would pay I don't know, thirty over thirty to one or something like something like that. So yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember if they really do the double. I think I think they they might do if you ask them nicely, or do like a, a request event or something. Um, just to give you just to give you some idea of the previous players to win the offensive rookie of the year. Do you want to, do you want to have a go? Twenty seventeen, who won last year? Uh, put you, I'll put you on the spot. Yeah, you have them. Uh, <laughs> it was, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It wasn't uh, Charles Bear. No. Uh, uh, no. Think NFC South. Okay, it wasn't Christian McCaffrey, was it? No, he's a running back, right? Oh, I'll think Correct, yeah. Um, 2016 was Dak Prescott, uh, 2015 Todd Gurley, 2014 Odell Beckham, and I will give you £1 million if you can do 2013. He's a, he's a, he's a running back for a long way in the league. 2013 Fantasy Rookie of the Year. Yeah. No cheating. Ah, uh, no. Uh, Eddie Lacey. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> only, only, only five years ago. And he's out of a job. Wow. He, yeah. He, he did. He did, he did, he did. 
Okay, so that's uh, that's the rookies. Um, just uh, kind of leaves us with the comeback player of the year. And I haven't got the odds in front of me because they're not they're not published. But um, is there any any kind of players that you think will will fulfil that? Obviously, OBJ is one of the main contenders there. Yeah, I think OBJ definitely. But one one person who's just sprang my mind. Um, just thinking that we've been talking about how the NFL and how the fans were like store storylines things like that. Uh, JJ Watt would be a candidate as well. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. being a great player, not only that, but then obviously all this um, money that he raised yeah. this season last year, and then coming back from that. Yeah, yeah I think he'd be a real good candidate. I'll catch people's hearts a little bit with uh, the charitable work that he did for yeah. the Houston area. Yeah, no, that's a very good, very good chat there. I'd say when the ads come up, I'll, I'll have a look at JJ Watt. I, I did think you were going to say Texas, and I thought you were going to say uh, Jashawn Watson because again, quite there's quite a lot of hype around him still. But I think he'll be he'll be priced accordingly. Yeah, certainly as well. Uh, obviously, one of your boys made last year, Keenan. Yeah, yeah, very, very good. See, we, see, we do take Watson awards, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most most uh, fourth quarter defeats in. Yeah, clutching, clutching, getting, getting defeats in the, in the jaws of uh, victory. Yeah. Okay, that pretty much that pretty much brings us uh, brings us to an end for for the podcast. Um, is there any anything else that you want to go in or talk about? Uh, I mean, is there any other topic we can talk about? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I think they're, they're all the main ones that were uh, were on odds check anyway. You got obviously Super Bowl MVP, but uh, there's no point going into that. That's, uh, you know, that's, uh, that's predicting the future a little bit too much. I feel. Yeah. Um, oh, you mentioned obviously Aaron Donald for um, MVP. I, I've, I've got Defensive Player Player of the Year awards. Uh, player of the Year betting here. Uh, Aaron Donald's eleven to two favourite. Oh, okay. So long, yeah. JJ Watt, uh, Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, 6-1, Von Miller, 13-2, and then 20-1 20, 20 by the rest. Okay. So what do you think around the position on it? 20 Okay, that's a decent price. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's with Coral. I don't know what the each-way terms are. I think it's just win only. But, um, yeah, defensive, defensive player on the, uh, is up there as well. So, Okay, Lee, so um, yeah, that, that pretty much brings us to the 2018 uh, preview. You're going to join us, join us back on Thursday. We're going to look a bit more uh, fantasy football. We're going to look at first round, first round busts and sleepers. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, make some, make some notes on that as well. So um, yeah, no, looking, looking forward to that. Lee, thanks so much for joining us, buddy, and uh, we'll talk to you in a couple of days. Yeah, good to be back. See you again soon. Cool. Take care, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. If you're listening to this, well done. You made it through the whole interview with uh, Lee Wakefield. They're looking at the uh, early 2018 kind of divisional standings and the betting standpoint. If you remember, if you are gambling, please gamble responsibly. Never bet more than you can afford and make sure that, you know, it's a bit of fun at the end of the day. It's just looking at what's going to give you a run for your money. I'll tell you one thing that's changed over the years that I, I've been gambling is I, I much now prefer an anti-post bet than, say, a weekly handicap bet. So, like, you know, you do your weekly odds anyway, but Certainly at the start of the season, I love nothing more than a, having a bet on the Super Bowl and seeing how that kind of the odds change throughout and hopefully getting a bit of value and getting a bit of a run for your money. But um, if you disagree with any of the thoughts that me and Lee had, please get in touch with the show. Let us know. Let us know what you think. You know, obviously, <laughs> at the time of the court recording, James Winston were, was not suspended for a couple of games due to his misdemeanours. But um, So that kind of puts a bit of a dampener down on Tampa Bay, especially the 7-1 that was available for the division. don't think... I'm not saying that Fitzpatrick can't do anything, but um, he's certainly, certainly a, a competent quarterback. But um, again, there's just a bit of disruption there to the Tampa Bay team. 
If you want to get in touch with the show, at Full 10 Yards uh, is the handle to get in touch with us. Full 10 Yards at gmail.com is the email. Love to hear from you. Love to get any of you on the show. If you want to talk about anything, you want to talk about your team in the My Team, My Thoughts segment, get in touch. Uh, obviously, just take a look at the ones we've done before because I'm not really going to repeat any teams. Or if there's any other, other fantasy, if you're a dynasty guy, if you are a fantasy football guy, if you are a stats guy, get in touch with the show. We'd love to have a different uh, perspective on the, sh- on the show. But that's going to do it. I'll take it up an hour and a half of your time. Very much appreciate you getting through to the end of this one. Yeah, we'll be back in a couple of days. Uh, like I say, we'll be looking at first round busts and late round sleepers uh, from a fantasy p- football perspective. But that leaves us nothing with nothing left to say apart from the great words of Kevin Cadle, which you all know by now is bye for now. for listening to the full 10 yards podcast follow us on facebook or twitter at full 10 yards or email the show full 10 yards at gmail.com